The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Football is back and so is Cash the Ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni every week this fall. That's picks, parlays, and that's sweet, sweet value. Cactus included on all the NFL and college football matchups. Full breakdowns on the biggest games, but if you have a life, you don't have 45 minutes to spare We've got you. We're the most on-demand podcast. We're catered to you and the teams you love. That's Cash the Ticket. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. The latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. Segment number two here on Silver and Black today, the Tuesday edition. Mo Moten, Scott Goldbranson with you. We are talking Raiders football. Do us a favor, please. Also subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. Just look for Silver and Black today. Hit the subscribe button. Put the auto download on, by the way. That way, every time we do a show, it comes right to you. You don't have to worry about any of that. Also, a hello to our audience on YouTube And in the chat, we appreciate you subscribing there and also hitting that notification bell so that you are notified when we have new videos. Okay, we talked about the coaching situation with the Raiders. Now we're going to talk about the offense. We'll get into the quarterback in a second. But I, I, it's amazing to me that people have such recency bias. The Raiders under Josh McDaniels, as I said in the first segment, Mo, has scored a terrible average of 16.5 points per game. It was embarrassing. So the first two games they come back out uh, still are not an offensive juggernaut, but things look like they're going better. Aiden O'Connell plays pretty well. They win two games in a row. And then now you've been on this three-game losing skid. The Raiders have regressed terribly. The Raiders now are scoring 15.5 points per game after they were shut out against the Vikings. And I I was talking to a a listener of ours, uh, direct messaging, and he says, I can't believe you think the offense is worse. And I said, what do the numbers say? I said, I'm not trying to be a jerk. The numbers show it's worse. So why is it that you as a fan, and I was saying this respectfully, we weren't arguing. As a fan, why are you telling me it looks better? 
well, because, you know, Josh Jacobs was right. Josh Jacobs didn't run well yesterday and he got hurt. So hopefully he's okay. We'll get a report on Wednesday. But it, it, it's almost like mass hypnosis has occurred, Mo. Because, I mean, obviously the Vikings game, nobody's going to defend because you scored zero points. But overall, you've seen the offense have moments. No question it's had moments. And you've had moments with Aiden O'Connell. But this offense, as I said, I did a quick video before the game on Sunday, and I said, hey, one of the keys to win for the Raiders is to stay aggressive on offense. You have to attack that Minnesota defense. You have to attack the defensive backs. A little inexperienced. They got a couple good ones back there, but they're also young. And they're good against the run, right? So you have to attack, 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 attack. So what do the Raiders do? They come out on the first drive, and they kind of do that a little bit. Eh, a little bit. And then they just go away, and they become very vanilla again. So... I'm not surprised. You can blame Bo Hardigree, but here's the deal. We talked about head coaches responsible, no question, Mo. But also, people are willing to give a pass to the head coach because he has no experience. <laughs> but the offensive coordinator who never had play calling experience in his career, he's terrible. Fire him. So I, I'm having trouble kind of putting those things together. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. But you know, that the the reason and I'm just saying not playing not even playing devil's advocate, but this is what people will say. People will say, Well, Antonio Pierce changed the locker room and helped elevate the Raiders to those first two wins against the Giants and Jets, but Hardegree didn't do that or can't do that because he's not, you know, he's not in a leadership position. So that's why they'll give Antonio Pierce the pass. Also, he's from Compton. I don't know if you remember remember that or know that. <laughs> Antonio Pierce is and from Compton, grew up a Raider. Impala. Yeah, and he and he wear he wore cool Raider jackets in one of these college games. I don't know if you saw that, <laughs> but he he looked pretty cool in that jacket. I'm just saying. Yeah. But Hardigree didn't wear a, Raider, a, a nice Raiders jacket, and that you know can't can't have that. But it, in all seriousness, though, to your point about Josh Jacobs, had a couple of had a couple of good games in a row as soon as Antonio Pierce took over. Two of his last three games, he's been under 40 rushing yards. Now he ran for about a buck ten against the Chiefs. But as but as if you watch that game, you know that the Raiders' offense basically fizzled out after the for the, the first quarter. <laughs> so yeah, he had sixty-three I mean, yards on one run. Yeah, exactly. And then he had more than half of those yards on one run, as you pointed out. So while I, while a lot of people see the progress, I think people are caught up in seeing the progress in Aiden O'Connell before Sunday's game, of course, and saying, "Well, before the bye, Aiden O'Connell was showing signs of improvement." And we talked about that. That Aiden yes. O'Connell is actually improving. But now, after on the other side of the bye, he, I, I believe that was probably his worst outside of the fumbles in the Chargers game. His, you know, his first start, I, that was his worst outing. There were I talked about it there in my Blue Report live. There were a lot of yards he left on the field, a lot of misfires. There were some bobbles. Trey Tucker bobbled the pass that should have been caught in bounds, and uh, I believe the refs overturned it. There was, I think, Michael Mayer or someone else. Or Jacoby Myers had a bobble where they should have brought in the pass. That's not on Aiden O'Connell, but there were, were multiple. Multiple scenarios where Aiden O'Connell just completely missed the wide receiver, where he just either didn't see the wide receiver. And this goes back to my point about having a naturally mobile quarterback. When Aiden O'Connell was on the move, he missed receivers. Tashawn Reed, the athletic, pointed it out. Vinny Budsignor, the Las Vegas Review Journal, pointed it out. Other Raiders reporters pointed it out. There were times where Aiden O'Connell had to move out of the pocket because pressure was coming after him. As we know, Brian Flores likes to send blitzes. So Aiden O'Connell had to use what mobility, what little mobility he had, he had to use it. And when he used it, 
he wasn't always the most accurate. And that's what I mean about having a functionally mobile quarterback. It's not about rushing yards. People came at me this past week and saying, oh, the Raiders don't need a functionally mobile quarterback. Look at Lamar Jackson. He gets hurt. Look at some of these guys. They get hurt. It's not about rushing yards. They brought Justin Fields, too. It's not about rushing yards. Being fun- I'm going to define it. For all the people listening to this show and listen to me right now, listen closely and clearly. When I say a functionally mobile quarterback, I'm not talking about rushing yards. I'm talking about being able to make plays off schedule, being able to move the pocket, escape pressure when you have to, because when you have a quarterback who's not as mobile, he's just got to take the sack or throw it away. When you have a mobile quarterback, it doesn't necessarily have to run for 20 rushing yards, but he can evade pressure, buy some time, and extend plays. Extending plays and evading pressure. That's what a functionally mobile quarterback can do. So you could put Matthew Stafford in this category. Yes, Matthew Stafford has functional mobility. Joe Burrow gets hurt, but he had a wrist injury. He didn't get hurt on getting hit. His first calf injury was a non-contact injury, so it had nothing to do with mm-hmm. him getting hit or running around. Functionally mobile quarterback. Trevor Lawrence, who barely misses games. Functionally mobile quarterback. So, again, these quarterbacks that don't necessarily run for 100 yards in the game, but they can extend plays and buy receivers time downfield so they can make plays and throw downfield. It's not about rushing yards, and that's what the Raiders need at the quarterback position. I wrote a piece on Sports Not saying the Raiders need to add athleticism to their quarterback room. You saw that on display. There are multiple there are multiple times where Aiden O'Connell just had to eat the sack because he couldn't move, and when he did move, he wasn't accurate. Right, right, and and that's what I said. I I looked at the sacks, and with the exception of a few. Uh, some of them were on him too because he can't release the ball quick enough. Now you expect that a little bit with a rookie, but you also have to look at that and say, okay, that means he's got to develop that, and that's going to take time. The Raiders don't have time to wait three years uh, with a guy back there, a quarterback. They have to get somebody who's going to do that. And 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 people will argue till they're blue in the face about this, Mo, because they've been doing it with you and I for the last two weeks about about stationary quarterbacks, people like Aiden O'Connell who don't move very well in the pocket. Well, if he had a better offensive line. No. Listen, I know they're struggling right now, but the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, is a functionally mobile quarterback, right? He can run if he has to, but nonetheless, he moves in the pocket. They have arguably the best offensive line in the NFL, right? I think I'm pretty safe in saying that. And he still needs to do it. It's just the way the NFL is today, the way it is with defenses, the way it is with the talent. And, and the ability, the athletic ability of, of, of guys that are playing linebacker with size and speed, it's a whole different ballgame. And if you look at it, you can point to all the quarterbacks who won the Super Bowl that were pocket passers, no question about it, including those recently. But that time has flipped. It's changed. It's going away. Tell me what quarterback who's a pocket passer right now, Mo, who's going to win the Super Bowl. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Who? Exactly. And for the for the pocket passing crowd out there, Jared Goff against the Bears defense, which is significantly better now than it was in the first half of the season. Jared Goff took four sacks. How did Jared Goff look on Sunday <laughs> against the Bears defense? Tell me, how did how did Jared Goff look? 
Uh, yes. Anyone out there listen to me who who says the Raiders uh, could get a pocket pass a quarterback and still I, and look. There are outliers out there, and Tom Brady is the ultimate outlier because a lot of people like to bring up Tom Brady when they say the Raiders don't need a functioning mobile quarterback. You're using the outlier to prove your point, which proves my point. I'm the greatest quarterback ever. <laughs> when you're, yeah. Right. When you're, when you're trying to prove your point, you don't use the outlier. Tom Brady, arguably the best quarterback in NFL history. Tell me how many quarterbacks are coming out of the sixth round, pocket passers, start in their first full year and win a Super Bowl. Give me the list of quarterbacks other than Tom Brady who've done that. Because that's what you're saying that the Raiders should find in the, in, the, in the draft. That's what you're saying the Raiders have to get in the pocket passing quarterback. That's not coming along anytime soon. You know what it is coming into the NFL? And, several, and I don't even say in droves, but you know what is coming to, into the NFL at a high volume? Functionally mobile quarterbacks. I've responded to someone on the X this past week. I said 11 of the 12 teams that made the playoffs, 11 of the 11 or 12 of the teams that made the playoffs last year, the 14, had functionally mobile quarterbacks. I believe Jared Goff, not Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins was one of the exceptions, right? And the Vikings went actually went further in the playoffs with Case Keenum before Kirk Cousins got there. And Case Keenum is a more functionally mobile quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Ask Viking fans how they feel about Kirk Cousins, because some of them want to run him out of Minnesota, by the way. Yes. Because they, they say he can only take them, but so far. And I'm saying a lot of people want to say Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Other than Tom Brady, who we just said is the outlier because six round picks aren't coming out in droves starting and winning Super Bowls, multiple Super Bowls. Well, <laughs> look at the quarterbacks who've been in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow. I brought up Matthew Stafford, functionally mobile quarterback. Jalen Hurts, functionally mobile quarterback. It's not hard to figure out the formula. The league has changed, folks. I'm surprised. You know, I, Scott, I was naturally surprised that when I brought up the word, the term functionally mobile quarterback, people responded to me like general managers in the 1960s. <laughs> and it's like, do you people not watch the league? Do you, are you not watching Josh Allen? And it's like, it's like people believe that if you are a functionally mobile quarterback, that you have no pocket presence. And to that point, I bring up Trevor Lawrence, functionally mobile quarterback who's good in the pocket. Joe Burrow. Functionally mobile quarterback who's good in the pocket. Now, again, people want to say, well, he's hurt right now. Again, that calf injury he had, non-contact injury. That wrist injury he had, he had the injury. He re-aggravated against the Ravens in that game. So I had nothing to do with him getting hit. Don't bring up the excuses. And people say, well, Lamar Jackson gets hurt. Lamar Jackson is one of the top dual threat, I would say, dynamic quarterbacks. He runs the ball a lot, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a quarterback who only runs if he has to. If he has to run, he has that option. Great, but he's a pocket passer first. Well, what's interesting, too, when you look at that argument, when we talk about the quarterbacks, we talk about Aiden O'Connell not being functionally mobile. Even going back seven years when you look at Super Bowl winners. Okay, you have Patrick Mahomes, functionally mobile, wins two of them. The Rams win in 2022 with Matthew Stafford, right? Functionally mobile. But he's functionally mobile. People don't think of him that way, but he is. He He is. He makes plays out of the pocket all the time. When people say Matthew Stafford isn't functionally mobile, it lets me know they haven't watched Matthew Stafford. Right. (laughs) That's all it it lets me know. You haven't watched Matthew Stafford play football because he can extend plays and move the pocket. Right. So, so you go back. So the last two, you have, you have two, you have Mahomes, you have Stafford. Then the year before that was Tom Brady, then Mahomes before that, then Tom Brady. (laughs) Okay. Then the year before that in Philadelphia, but you had the the duel of of, of Carson Wentz, Carson right? Wentz and Nick Foles, 
And before that, you had Tom Brady. You getting the theme here? Uh, and then before that was Denver, right? Who won with John Elway? I'm sorry, Peyton Manning? <laughs> Peyton Manning. <laughs> Not John Elway. Peyton Manning. And then before that, Tom mm -hmm. Brady. And then before that, Russell Wilson. What is he? So, so again, so, so arguing that we'll look at the last nine Super Bowls. Yeah, they were all Tom Brady. Six of them. Six of them were Tom Brady. So, so, so basically, Scott, what you're telling me is the Raiders just need to find Tom arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and the function in a pocket passing quarterback will work. That, right. That, if they get the greatest do, quarterback play, play. to ever play the game again, who's better than Tom Brady, who wins eight Super Bowls instead of six, then, right. then, then they'll have what they need. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, that's, that's the easy route to, you know, find a quarterback. Yeah. Just wait to the sixth round, get a pocket passing guy. He'll turn into Tom Brady. Right. Yeah. Right. What but that's the other thing, and 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 I get in I get in disagreements with discussions on is no you got to build the lines first and listen I, I say it all the time Mo offensive deep the trenches you have to win in the, if you look at the good teams they win in the trenches now you've seen Kansas City fall off of course they lost again Sunday Sunday to the Bills that offensive line hasn't done well this year the defensive line's doing great so they have a little bit of imbalance the Eagles struggling the last several weeks. But if you look at them, their lines are both very, very good, and they improved the defensive line with Jalen Carter. We know how that went. So I get that piece of it. But in the NFL, if you if you saw it this year with all the injuries and having more starting quarterbacks than any year in NFL history, if you don't have a quarterback, you could have the best lines in the world, and you're not going to win because you don't score points. That's why people criticize the Raiders' offensive line. And yes, it has to be better. No question. We've said that for what, two years? But mm -hmm. they've had a good enough offensive line where if they had a quarterback who made plays, they win the game yesterday. They maybe stay closer in the Chief game. I don't know. Right? The Miami game, they might win. I mean, these are things you have to look at and say the difference in having a quarterback. It is a quarterback league. If you want to stay in denial and think that it's not, I respect that, but you're wrong. Cleveland for years has had a top-notch offensive line, and they didn't really start to get buzzed. Now they had Deshaun Watson who got hurt, but Cleveland's had a top offensive line for years, and it didn't mean anything until they got Deshaun Watson, and people started saying, "Well, maybe Cleveland has a chance to make the playoffs." And they're still they still have a chance to make the playoffs, and they got Joe Flacco playing well. But to your point, if you if your quarterback is not accurate, you have an inaccurate quarterback, or he's just not a playmaker at the position, takes a bunch of sacks. He can get all the blocking he needs, but he still has to make those passes to Devontae Adams, to Jacoby Myers, to Michael Mayer, to Trey Tucker, to Hunter Renfro, and those guys. So, and, and I go back to my general point is I strongly dis, I strongly dislike this either or thing. So when it comes to the quarterback position, it's like if the quarterback is functionally mobile, then he can't be good from the pocket, which is false because we see it all over the league, guys who can move and throw from the pocket. And this notion that, oh, if the Raiders get a quarterback, then they can't address their offensive line. I said this two weeks ago. They can get their quarterback in the first round and still address their offensive line issues. You don't address one position per year, right? You try to fix multiple holes in one offseason. Right. You got free agency to do that. You got other draft picks to do that. You can acquire draft picks and trade plays. There's so many things that you can address in the offseason. You don't address just one position and go, okay, we got our quarterback. We don't need to do anything else. No, you draft your quarterback in the first round, and the second and third 
round, you get an offensive lineman, or if you don't like any of the second or third round offensive linemen, you sign one in free agency. I don't think this is that hard to figure out. You address multiple positions in one offseason. It's not just a one-off thing. No, and they do. They need to. Uh, there's a lot of positions they need to address. And and that's why when I when I was having the discussion earlier in the season, people, oh, we're only a couple players away on defense. No. Well, we just need on offense, we just need a right tackle. No. There's, there's a lot more there. Um, and you always get better. You want to try to get better. You want to try to get better in every position. Okay, we're going to try to get better. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll close out the show for this Tuesday. We hope you guys are enjoying your week thus far after just what was a terrible game to watch on Sunday. But that's okay. It's over with. Now you can put it behind you and move forward. You're with Mo and Scott. This is Silver and Black today. Don't go anywhere. 